This episode is sponsored by the Learn Jazz Standards Inner Circle. If your goal is to level up your jazz playing this year and feel confident improvising over jazz standards, the Inner Circle has everything you need and more. With monthly jazz standard studies, a library of powerful courses, and a vibrant community of like-minded musicians, you're guaranteed to improve your playing every single month. Podcast listeners can get 50% off their first month when you go to ljsinnercircle.com. That's ljsinnercircle.com or find the link in the show notes. Now, on to today's episode. about music that resonates with me so much. I was thinking about that the other day because I don't know. I, I, I sort of wonder how did I get into this thing where I started this career as a jazz musician. I took it so seriously that I don't know. I studied it for years. I practiced for, you know, thousands of hours. And it takes a lot of obsession to be like that. And then eventually, of course, I, I became a passionate about teaching jazz. And I now make a living teaching jazz online through Learn Jazz Standards, through this podcast, through uh, our online membership. And when I see all of our members in the inner circle, the Learn Jazz Standards inner circle, and we have over a thousand of them, (laughs) which is unbelievable to think about. all these people that are so passionate about music so passionate about jazz and are just absolutely amped up about it um and there's been times you know in my career i mean after you make something your entire life right and now i have a lot more going on in my life than just playing music i have a a daughter a wife course you know it comes with running a business a business is uh, a lot more than just playing music i can tell you that much you know there's times where i i'm not quite as amped up about music as i used to but then when i check out some of our members and just see how amped up they are it reminds me about how important just how important this is right um You know, I remember when I first showed interest with my parents and getting my guitar, right? 
And by the way, I wasn't interested in jazz. You know, I was interested in, you know... That was my best impersonation of rock. Can you tell? I haven't played rock in a long time, and um, I just wanted to have that awesome, cool, distorted sound of my guitar. Anyways, I-, I didn't have a guitar yet. I wanted one, and my parents, I think they instilled a pretty good uh, lesson in me, and that was, uh, you know, hey Brent, we'll pay for half of your guitar. And I was like ten years old, right? But still, we'll pay for half of your guitar. You pay for the other half. Now, of course. They technically paid for it because basically the way I made money back then was I did chores around the house, right? So So I got this guitar. I was so into it. I remember the first thing I played on my guitar was this. <laughs> right? Just starting on the lowest point of the instrument and just... And then I thought it was interesting just to go... Right? Like, just like... Exploring the instrument. All I'm doing, by the way, for those who aren't guitar players, is I'm... I'm like sliding my finger up from the from the lowest point of the fretboard to the top, right? Because when you're a kid, like it's just all so interesting, right? And then I started, you know, that you know th- this won't be familiar to maybe like saxophone players or piano players. Like I feel like you guys usually start with like some kind of method book um, that has notes in it. For guitar players, right? The culture is completely different. It's like here's your, you know, cowboy chords. You learned your D chord. Right. So I started learning that myself, teaching myself how to play all those chords. And, you know, eventually I got a teacher. Strange thing about that first teacher I had. I took lessons from him for like a year. And then suddenly the next year, one day I showed up for the lesson and he wasn't there. And it was at this local, you know, local music shop, so. And he just wasn't there. He just didn't show up. I asked the store owners, like, hey, what happened to Scott? And they just said, Scott's gone. I mean, he hasn't paid us our rent. If you hear from him, let us know. I just remember that as a kid. And that was the last I ever heard of Scott before. So for a long time, I didn't have a guitar teacher. I just kind of, again, learned from myself. And then eventually, when I got a little older, I started taking some lessons from, um, you know, just random people. Just here's a lesson here or there. Teach me something new, right? Because after a while teaching yourself, like there's only so much you can do before you don't really know what what the next step is right so having having those lessons was helpful but you know mostly honestly I I taught myself for a large part and I missed out on a lot of the essentials right that that would be really important (laughs) 
but you know, eventually I, I, I learned to get interested in jazz and I was interested in jazz because first and foremost, I was interested in, um, virtuosic music, right? First, I started with like the classic rock stuff where they have the amazing guitar solos. And I thought that was awesome. Then it transformed and morphed into like prog rock and prog metal. Like dream theater was my favorite band. And I had a prog rock band in high school and it was, it was just so much fun. Honestly, it was so much fun. So I got, I was just interested in that stuff. Time, time signature changes, uh, soloing, improvisation. So jazz was interesting, um, even though it was quite different from the music I was listening to. It was just interesting to me because, uh, wow, the musicians were so talented. Um, now, eventually, at some point, now I, I was, I'm skipping a lot here because I had, then I got hooked up with a local teacher who really got me serious with jazz. And that's, you know. That's when I really started getting obsessed with it, right? And then I met for the first time a professional jazz musician, right? And that was a uh, guitarist Bruce Foreman. He's based from in Los Angeles. Uh, he is a really good bebop guitar player. If you haven't ever heard of him before. But it was at this jazz camp, you know, that I was encouraged to go associated with the high school I was going to. And Bruce was the, the artist in residence. And it was the first time to the camp. So there wasn't really actually that many attendees. Um, I don't think the, the guy who started the camp made much money that first year. Maybe he lost. I'm, I'm actually think he'd lost money. I'm just guessing, honestly. But I actually also was the only guitar player there. So I had like a lot of time with Bruce. I didn't know who Bruce was before this point. Um, I got to know him better later. But I basically had like a lot of time with this professional jazz guitar player. That's all he did uh, is tour and play gigs. And uh, at the time he was teaching at, um, uh, I think, I think UCLA teaching guitar at UCLA, like while he's not on the road. And I remember the first lick he ever taught me. I mean, he taught me a lick, right? Because he heard me playing and, you know, let's, this is, let's play B flat. So, you know, he's like, let's play a blues, Brent. And I happened to know how to play a blues, right? I had gotten that far. And he was hearing me play this. Minor pentatonic, right? Right? And and he was like, yeah, that's 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 cool, but you know what I want you to be able to do is is play some language. So he taught me this. Right? That one line. And immediately I was like, wow, that sounds so good. Right? It sounds so much better than my minor pentatonic scale because it was actual music. <laughs> I just skip. I just changed keys there. I have no idea why. But that one lick for some reason sparked something inside of me made me so excited 
about learning jazz all of a sudden. So after that time with, with Bruce, all of a sudden you, you'll catch me learning Wynton Kelly solos by ear, learning Miles Davis solos by ear, learning Wes Montgomery stuff, right? He kind of turned me on to that. He got, he got me excited about like learning jazz and, and learning stuff by ear. And I wasn't a good reader anyways, so this was good. You know, learning stuff by ear was actually good news to me. And so he got me into that. He started getting me into listening to jazz, like getting into the standards that, uh, you know, we all need to know. starting to get to know all the standards, starting to practice a lot, starting to get really into it. You know, suddenly I'm still in high school, by the way. And and I I decide, you know, my senior year of high school, you know what? I want to be a professional jazz musician like Bruce, like my teacher, um, those guys, man, this is the real deal, right? Probably almost to an arrogant fault. Like I came to this this point where I think at one point at this point in my life, I was a little bit of like, how do you say it? A jazz elitist where I was just like, you know what? Um, forget all that other stuff out there. The jazz is the real music, right? Obviously I don't share that. (laughs) I don't share that same philosophy anymore. But that being said, um, you know, I started getting very serious, uh, between high school and college. I would practice for, for five to eight hours a day, right? I didn't go to college right away. Then, then I did go to college and I was still practicing that much my first year of college, and it started dwindling from there, right? But fast forward, and then you all of a sudden I find myself, I'm, I, I live in New York City. You know, I'm playing gigs and teaching lessons for a living, right? And how did I get there? How did I get this this point? Like, not very many people can say I'm a professional jazz musician or a professional musician, let alone at all, right? It's just... It's not it's not easy to do, and it's not something that it's just not it's not a very common thing, right? Like when I tell people, "Hey, what do you do for a living?" I mean, I'm a professional jazz musician. Um, it's kind of a weird thing to say. People are 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 usually very interested. They're like, "What? Tell me more about that." And I'll tell them. I mean, I, I I'll tell them about my performing career. Um, I'll tell them about learn jazz standards, all that stuff, but. Getting back to my main point that I wanted to, to, to start with in the very first place, right? Which is, why does one get so passionate about music? Like, what is it about music that makes, you know... That makes me so excited. That makes anyone so excited to practice it for so much. Get a little out of tune. Because it's really hard to put your finger on it, right? 
And I think it comes down to a lot of what I've just been doing here during this episode. fun and being creative, right? There's something about the creative outlet of playing music, about hearing yourself play music that is so inspiring and fun and it brings you to another world that you normally couldn't get to. You know, um I'll I'll talk again about this. Like remember this? Right? That's the first thing I started playing on my guitar when I got it. And all that was was me exploring, right? It was me exploring sound and being kind of fascinated by it, right? So maybe it's your your saxophone, right? You play a sa- a note on the saxophone and being fascinated by the way it sounds. And then you play, you know, one note followed by another and you wonder what it means right and then you piece it together with some other notes and something right when you piece it together with this whole context now here's the thing why do we get frustrated with our jazz playing and our progress and how good we sound and 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 comparing ourselves to like our favorite jazz musicians and going wow i'm so angry that i can't like i don't feel like i'm getting places fast enough the reason why we have that feeling is because we want to feel that liberation that they're feeling that we perceive they're feeling right you know, and, and and the reason is because we felt it before, like we felt it before we played something on our instrument before that we were like, oh man, aha moment. I'm getting closer. Oh, wow. That was fun. Right. That was a lot of fun. And so we believe that we're going to have a lot more fun when we become better at playing the instrument. And that is 100% true, <laughs> 100% true. Like to be able to navigate this instrument. Better than I ever have before is what's giving me so much joy. I uh, just got this new guitar, by the way. Um, mentioned that several episodes ago when I said it was the last time I'm playing my guitar. I was referring to my old guitar. And I've been having a lot of sessions like this, like you're listening to right now, where I'm just... Noodling. I'm just noodling. I call it noodling when you're just kind of playing whatever, just kind of mindlessly. 
And you probably heard me say before, other people say before, like, hey, you know, don't noodle too much. Actually practice, right? If you're just noodling, you're probably not going to get very far. And that's very true, but... Some of my best discoveries actually come from noodling on the instrument. So, like, just, like, exploring. Like, uh, I've played this song on the show before. tune called Elliot that I've written before but the 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 way I came up with that song was just it just started with me playing this E minor chord and exploring my instrument I'm like oh look I can play these open strings on the guitar here ooh let's add that note what chord can I play and keep that same note there ooh Right? So you start exploring your instrument and you start playing different sounds and different notes and then you end up coming up with something and that something is almost always uh, creative. It, it, it's, it's always a reflection of who you are. And I, I know that sounds a little wishy-washy, but I do believe that. Like The music that you're creating is an expression of who you are. And by the way, I don't mean to say that like, let's just say you're pl- you don't like your jazz solos, your improvisation isn't good, that that has, says anything about you. No, 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 that's not what I'm trying to say. I'm just trying to say that the stuff that you're able to create with the technical ability and the knowledge you have right now is from you. And there's definitely something good within that, right? And all that needs to happen in order to reach a higher level of that is you need to essentially open the right doors, right? And that's what I talk about on this podcast all the time. Which doors do we open to speed up that process? Which doors do we open to learn more language, to develop our own sound, to start playing solos the way we want to play them, right? So that's the exciting thing, right? That's the exciting thing that I want to share with you today is that... Um, no matter where you are, there's something beautiful about the way you play, right?
and there's something you can create and that it only keeps getting better. And the main thing about this whole journey of playing jazz is just having fun, right? As soon as we lose that aspect, right? As soon as we lose... That's when we, that's when we quit. When we take it too seriously and we forget about the creation. We forget about that that day, right? That day we played that, right? And we were like, "Hey, I love that." Or the day we played this. Right? And that feeling that we got when we played that for the first time, right? That first time we heard a recording of a solo we played and we actually were like hey that wasn't half so bad you know My challenge for you today is go out and noodle a little bit, play on your instrument, have a little fun. Don't take things so serious. Ask yourself the question, why is it that I'm in this thing? Why am I playing music? What is it about me that is even causing me to listen to this podcast? And I want you to channel that. I want you to take it with you. And I want you to have a lot of fun. See you in the next episode. Hey, podcast listener, would you like to ask me a jazz question and get it answered here on the show? Then go to learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. That's learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. I look forward to hearing your question and answering it on a future podcast episode. Learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask or find the link in today's show notes.